When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Future Blue Podcast. My name is Vaughn Lozon, and joining me, as always, to discuss uh, what seems to be just, you know, week after week, we're just talking about all these commitments. So we're going to do that today. Me and uh, my buddy, co-host, John Simmons, Mason Brew, uh, recruiting contributor. John, how you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great, Vaughn. Uh, yeah, they just commitments keep coming, so there's always something to talk about. It, it, yeah, I mean, as long as the commitments keep happening, we'll keep having podcasts and things to talk about on the podcast instead of deferring to other uh, really boring uh, topics. I, I can't imagine what it'd be like to be a Michigan State recruiting podcaster right now in this cycle. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, we are here to talk about the Wolverines, and that is exactly what we are going to do and uh, talk about this uh, new commitment, dive into some quarterback talk as well, because there's been some interesting potential developments, specifically with the 25 class. Nothing to worry about with Jaden Davis, but we're going to jump ahead to the 25 class. But first, want to talk about that commitment uh, that we have been alluding to. This happened this past Friday. A, a Michigan acquired a commitment from three-star offensive lineman in the 2024 class, Jake Garnera. He is six foot four, 290 pounds. He is from uh, Pointe Verdra Beach, Florida. Uh, pronounce uh, that correctly, hopefully, probably not, but we'll just continue on here. He uh, was offered by Michigan Sharon Moore uh, back at the uh, barbecue at the big house last July, visited Ann Arbor multiple times throughout the recruiting process, was most recently in Ann Arbor in the month of March for a, uh, a spring unofficial visit. 
he uh, uh, went out to a top five list earlier uh, in the month of April, and that was uh, Michigan, Florida, Penn State, Rutgers, and NC State. And it really didn't take long for the crystal balls to start flowing in uh, because uh, on the day that he released his top list, he also released his commitment date. Uh, Steve Wiltfong from 24-7 put a crystal ball in and uh, a more predictions came very shortly after that. So it really looked like Michigan was in the driver's seat and they were throughout this entire recruitment. Uh, Sharon Moore acquired his Center of the future is what uh, uh, Jake Garnera was described as. I believe Jim Harbaugh said that uh, to Jake Garnera as well as he told uh, 24-7 Sports after he committed. So he is uh, the center of this class and a very good one at that. His family has some roots in the Big Ten. His dad was a, a defensive lineman. Uh, for Rutgers back in the 90s and uh, you know how Jim Harbaugh loves his uh, a dual sport athletes Garnera not only competes in football but also in track and field Uh, he was uh, the district champion in a regional qualifier his sophomore season in the shot put so uh, definitely an athletic freak uh, not only just along the offensive line but also uh, on the track and field as well so with this, Michigan now has uh, five committed offensive linemen in this 24 class. He, of course, joins uh, Andrew Sprague, the four-star left tackle, uh, Luke Hamilton, who is a four-star interior offensive lineman, uh, Blake Frazier, who is a four-star, you could probably call him a tackle or a guard, like I uh, mentioned a few podcasts ago, is the Carson Barnhart of this class, can kind of play anywhere. And then uh, three-star right tackle, Ben Roebuck. So they have an entire starting five of uh, offensive linemen. And and this happened before the month of May even kicked off here. We're recording on May 2nd. So uh, not only that, and we'll get into some other prospects here in just a moment. But, John, I want to bring you in here with uh, your thoughts on the news, Garnera as a prospect, and just the success that they've had. Uh, in recruiting, not only just in, in general in this 24 class, but along the offensive line, it's been really impressive. Yeah, there's just another uh, piece of the puzzle here that should already almost be complete. Um, you know, I think it's interesting that Granera is ticketed to that center spot. You know, this, the coaches are very clear of them, I think, where um, he's going to be playing along the offensive line, um, even though he plays tackle for his high school team. Um, you know, usually the that'll happen um, just because if you're good enough to play at Michigan, you're probably the best offensive lineman on your team. And that's usually where they put guys at tackle and stuff like that. So um, that transition isn't rare, but it is just um, interesting to see that the staff just could kind of see that translation of skills to the inside and snapping and everything like that. So uh, it's just good to get that that center of the class. Um, you know, I know they're looking for a true guy in the inside there. Um, so I think that they found that. And uh, it's going to be a good addition to the class for sure. Yeah, and the fact that he is the lowest ranked of, of all these guys, he's number 458 overall on the composite, number 28 along the interior offensive line, number 68 from the state of Florida. They got a ton of talent down there. But regardless, the fact that he's the lowest ranked of the bunch and he was 
Michigan's top center target in this 24 class. And there were a couple other guys who were ranked ahead of him, uh, uh, according to the composite. But as far as Michigan's board goes, he was number one. And he's a guy that they highly coveted despite the uh, uh, barely cracking the top 500 on the composite. And Ben Roebuck's just like, you know, five spots ahead of him at 453 overall on the composite. But the fact that they got all these guys to commit before the month of May to have all five of these guys locked in really just speaks volumes to not only Sharon Moore as a recruiter, Jim Harbaugh as a recruiter, but where the program is specifically with uh, the offensive line success, pumping out guys to the NFL draft. Ryan Hayes was just drafted into the NFL draft this past weekend. They're probably going to have several, I mean, not several, but a couple more in the 24 class with uh, Zach Zinter, Trevor Keegan, we'll see about some of the other guys as well, but it's it's just really a testament to what they've been able to do with uh, the development of the offensive line, uh, everything that the strength and conditioning staff does in Ann Arbor, and then also back-to-back Joe Moore awards don't hurt uh, Michigan's chances with any offensive lineman. Uh, at all moving forward and I uh, wanted to bring up a few other guys because you you think that Michigan would just shut it down <laughs> with offensive line recruiting in this class that is the last thing that they are doing they are still going after guys who are probably going to end up taking six and uh, we'll see if there's enough room for seven guys I'd imagine probably not but I mean if you want two of these guys in this class, it's going to be really difficult to say no because they're still going after a four-star tackle, Bennett Warren, uh, four-star interior guy, Max Anderson, four-star tackle, Michael Uni, uh, four-star flex guy, DeAndre Carter, four-star tackle, Brandon Baker, and he's the number one regarded tackle in this 24 class, according to uh, 24-7 Sports Composite. So, John, man, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how you... Uh, you know, really follow it up, but they really are trying to with, with uh, another one of these guys. And it really seems like uh, they're shooting for the stars when it comes to Brandon Baker, just because he's the top ranked guy in the class, as far as offensive tackle goes, but they've been recruiting Max Anderson very hard for a very long time. Deandre Carter, that seems like they just got back in with him, but he's been very receptive to what Sharon Moore has to say. And then Bennett Warren, he's coming off a spring visit, going to be coming back for an official visit. Same with Michael Iuni. He will also be back for an official visit. So it, it's just insane. The guys that they are still able to recruit despite having five guys already locked in. It's not uh, every class where you get, six, possibly seven guys. I mean, I, I thought five would be a, a good amount, but they're, they're not satisfied with that. They want more. So uh, just, it, you know, John, I'll pass it to you uh, regarding uh, continuing to go after some of these guys and uh, how many guys you think they take and which guy do you think they end up taking? Uh, or maybe you think they do take seven. What, what say you, John? Yeah. I just think it's nice to be recruiting from a position of leverage like that, where, you already have five guys in the fold. You want, I think, six. Um, but if you don't get that six, I don't think it's the end of the world. It's still building great depth there. So um, they can, you know, put some pressure on a lot of their tar- remaining targets and just, you know, say that this spot is open for whoever wants to commit first or something like that. So I think they'll end up with six. Um Whoever the six is, is kind of up in the air. I think Max Anderson is the most likely guy. 
Um, but although he's been taking some visits lately, went to Georgia, I think went to Tennessee. So he's kind of uh, been getting a lot of love from other staffs. Uh, and I think that one will go into June at least. You know, he's got the official visit scheduled to Michigan. So uh, I think it'll just be good for the staff and all the commits to get back at the front of his mind. So um, I think he's the likely leading candidate. I think Uwini and Warren are um, – probably in that next tier. Um, Warren kind of just has that thing where every school he visits, the most recent one is his favorite school. So he was pretty glowing after his Michigan visit, but uh, who knows what can happen, what other visits he takes in the meantime. And then, yeah, Brandon Baker, if they can ever get him on campus, I think will be, um, will help move the needle. But uh, I just think that the, the struggle so far in getting him up here is kind of a concern and shows that maybe he's not, quite as high on Michigan as Michigan probably is um, on him. Yeah. I, I think Baker is definitely a long shot at this point. It, 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 I think he was supposed to visit a couple times this spring and it just hasn't come to fruition yet. We'll see if he ends up getting on campus at all in the near future. Maybe he schedules an official visit. We'll see, but I think their best chances to land another offensive lineman in this class. Like you said, Max Anderson, it seems like he, uh, it certainly has a spot left uh, in Michigan's class if he wants it. But like you mentioned, he's taken some other visits, taking his time. He'll make an official visit next month in June. Perhaps he'll shut down things before then. Perhaps he'll shut down things shortly after. We'll see. Uh, that remains to be seen. Uh, but I actually think DeAndre Carter, like I, I think Sharon Moore has a decent shot with him despite Michigan kind of getting back into this one late. They offered him really, really early on things kind of died down, but he's been really receptive to Sharon Moore and the Wolverines recently. He is a uh, very, very highly regarded prospect in his own right, a top 100 guy. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, I, I think at this moment, I, I tend to agree. I think Max Anderson is probably the most likely to end up in Michigan's class. I, I really don't see it with Bennett Warren. Like you said, he gets major visit highs and he had a really, really uh, a good visit uh, to Ann Arbor for, I believe it was the spring game. Uh, and, and he'll be back on an official visit as well. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I'm, if I were a betting man, I would put all my money as of right now on Max Anderson, uh, but we'll see. But uh, nonetheless, Michigan's got 15 commits now after Garnera locked it in last Friday, and Michigan still holds on to that number one overall ranking in uh, the composite ranking on 24-7 sports. You love to see it. So we will uh, continue on with our discussion. We're going to flip it over to uh, uh, some quarterbacks in the 25 class, and perhaps one of them will not be in the 25 class for much longer. He could reclassify could kind of throw a wrench in Michigan's recruiting of QBs in the 25 class. We'll see. But I uh, want to give a quick sponsor shout out to Manscaped and Home Field Apparel. And when, when it comes to Manscaped, guys, they're now selling beard products. That's right. They are revolutionary, uh, revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. All starts with the Beard Hedger, which is a cordless trimmer, has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all in one guard. You don't have to deal with messy drawers full of extra add-ons and grooming your face has seriously never been this easy guys. I use it pretty much weekly. And uh, again, 20 different beard lengths in one guard. It's so easy and it's waterproof. So if you want to use it in the shower, you can certainly do that too. 
So uh, if you want to uh, join the 5 million men worldwide, like myself, who trust Manscaped for all their grooming needs, use our promo code MNB20 to get 20% off your order at manscaped.com. And you will get free worldwide shipping with that as well. And when it comes to home field apparel, guys, got to give a quick moment to them as well. If you're not familiar, premium collegiate apparel brand based out of Indianapolis. Not only is their stuff comfortable, but it's officially licensed gear. So they don't screw around with their designs. And because the cool thing over at home field is that their team studies the history, traditions, and legacy of every school. And with all of that, they create thoughtful designs that tell the unique story of each university. And home field has some brand new Michigan designs that you will not find anywhere else. T-shirts, hoodies, crewnecks, whatever you want. They've got it. So if you want some of that brand new good looking Michigan swag, head over to home field apparel dot com promo code michigan 15 you'll get 15 percent off your first order and that's not just one item guys that's the whole dang uh kit and caboodle if you want seven shirts go get it you'll get 15 percent off the whole order so again michigan 15 for 15 percent off at homefieldapparel.com now let's talk about some guys in the 25 class john because i i've i've been scouring the message boards and you know i mean it's it's sometimes a a fun place sometimes not but it's been very interesting recently to follow along with what's going on in the 25 class regarding quarterback recruiting and uh, specifically one guy and that is cutter Bowley, who uh for what it's worth is one of my favorite quarterbacks in this 25 class he's from lexington kentucky four-star guy. He's a top 50 overall talent in this 25 class. It seems like there's some steam picking up for him to reclassify and go to the 24 class. Michigan has been recruiting him uh, quite vigorously in this 25 class. They've had him on campus. They've uh, offered him very early on and they've made him a priority in this class with some of the other guys uh, that we'll uh, definitely talk about as well when it comes to uh, 2025 quarterback recruiting. But Bowley has been among the top guys uh, at the quarterback position in this class. And uh, it would be a real shame if he ended up reclassifying to 24 because that would eventually, uh, inevitably, rule Michigan out of the running for him because they've already got Jaden Davis locked in, five-star quarterback, we all know him. So they certainly would not want to irritate him or piss him off by any means. And nor were they ever going to take two quarterbacks in this class in the first place. So you would uh, uh, pretty much just cross him off the list as far as quarterbacks that Michigan would recruit. But it sounds like Kirk Campbell is going to get on the phone with him in the near future, go visit him uh, at his home in Lexington in the near future. Uh, during this evaluation period. So I think we'll get a little bit more clarity in the coming weeks when it comes to if he's going to end up reclassifying, because if he does, it sounds like he's got a tentative official visit locked into Kentucky and they would instantly become the favorite uh, to land cutter Bowley uh, hometown uh, Kentucky Wildcats there. So John, um, you know, when it comes to quarterback recruiting, obviously Michigan has, Plenty of other targets are going after Bryce Underwood was just on campus this past week as well. Five-star guy from Belleville. So, I mean, he's the number one guy on Michigan's board. There's no questions asked about that. But they're still going after Ryan Montgomery, who's a four-star guy from Ohio. George McIntyre is a five-star from Brentwood, Tennessee. But it seems like he's probably 
going to end up in the SEC, but Michigan certainly taking their swing there. And then the last guy I would mention in 25 is Stone Saunders. He's a four-star guy from Pennsylvania, 6'2", 195. Definitely a talented player in his own right, but probably lower on the board uh, in terms of priority targets uh, at the quarterback position in this class. So I, I guess, do you find a potential reclassification, John, of uh, Cutter Bowley a detriment to what Michigan has going on? Because I thought that they had uh, a pretty good thing going with him in the 25 class. And uh, if if Bryce Underwood den- did end up somewhere else, that uh, Bowley is a, a, a really, really good fallback option, but that would essentially be taken away. So I want to get your thoughts on that, John, as we move forward with uh, QB recruiting in 25. Yeah, I don't think that the reclassification uh, thing, I think that would kind of be the uh, deal breaker for Michigan, just because, you know, you put uh, all your eggs in the Jaden Davis basket, he becomes the leader of the class, you know, everyone responds to him. I think it would just be too risky to go after Bowley in the 24 class as well and um, have Davis potentially decommit. Um, I think regardless of whether um, they like Bowley or not, I think it would just be overall harmful for the state of recruiting. You know, um, Michigan is recruiting a lot of players at Providence Day, and I think that would rub them the wrong way, um, as well as just, you know, any other future guy that they go for that they may know that – even if the coaches prioritize them, they they wouldn't be safe once they already give their commitment. So I just, as much as Carter Bowley is a really talented prospect um, and one a guy I'm sure that the coaches would love to have in 2025, um, I think there's enough, enough other targets that they're in on in that class already that uh, he's not like an essential guy. Um, and I just don't think that Michigan would be able to get both in 24. So I just stick with Davis and then work on those other targets um, like your McIntyre or Stone Saunders or even like a Kelly Smith Jr. that they've been in on a little bit. And then obviously Bryce Underwood's at the top there. And from all reports, things have been going really well with him lately. So I think with the way Kirk Campbell's been recruiting, there's a good chance they get a top 25 guy as well. Yeah, I mean, you you definitely can't take him in 24. It's just, it, you can't do it I, as much as it would be really nice to have two elite quarterbacks in one class. It just, at the end of the day, only one of them can play and the other one would end up transferring out. And like you mentioned, it would just mess up what they've got going on on the recruiting trail in this class. Davis being the clear cut number one guy, he's resonated with pretty much everybody else in this class for Michigan with uh, Jordan Marshall and Blake Frazier and Brady Prescorn. And he's even trying to get guys like Brian Robinson and others on the defensive side of the ball in this class. So it would just be so weird and kind of awkward if they ended up uh, continuing to pursue him. If he does reclassify, I think the only thing that you can do is pretty much what you said. I mean, if, if he is, reclassifying you just you know shake his hand and say thanks but no thanks we got to move forward with Jaden Davis and if he does stay in 25 obviously you keep recruiting him because he is a top talent uh at the top of the board of of QB recruiting in this 25 class so you you just push and push for him in 25 and you just kind of fingers crossed that he doesn't end up reclassifying but 
you know, like we mentioned in, in the event, he does reclassify. It's not a huge deal. They've got so many other guys uh, at the quarterback position in this class. It's kind of ridiculous. The guys that they've got, because uh, the lowest ranked guy that they're going after uh, in, in you know, it, at least that I've got pulled up right now, stone Saunders, he's number 237 overall on the composite, a solid four-star player uh, in his own right. So, I mean, you got him, Ryan Montgomery is the top 200 guy. Uh, Bryce Underwood is the top quarterback in the class and George McIntyre is number two uh, overall at the quarterback spot in this class. So it's not like you don't have options if he ends up going elsewhere. Uh, you just hope that he doesn't because that's one option uh, left off the table now if he does end up reclassifying and you probably assume that he ends up committing to Kentucky uh, given that he has a tentative official visit lined up to Kentucky. If he does reclassify, this is all at least like, you know, uh, you know, reports slash rumors. I, I guess it's kind of a mix of both. I don't really know uh, if this is all going to go down and happen or not, but that's just, that's just the rumor at this point. And there seems to be some steam picking up as far as if he actually does uh, or, or the fact that he's even thinking about it. So, yeah, I mean, John, I wanted to ask you too about specifically Bryce Underwood because he, uh, like I mentioned uh, earlier, he visited Michigan this past week. He was there on Thursday, and he has visited a few times now this spring. And it doesn't sound like these visits are are going to just dry up. Like the well is not going to dry up. He's going to continue to visit Michigan uh, throughout this recruiting process and specifically throughout the spring and summer as uh, Sam Webb reported on uh, the Michigan insider. It sounds like it's going to be a frequent thing for him uh, over the coming months. So I wanted to get your thoughts on Underwood as well. And uh, uh, how Kirk, man, I mean, Kirk Campbell, he's really turned this thing around. It seemed like Michigan was kind of dead in the water in this recruitment. Now with Kirk Campbell, he's prioritizing Underwood, not only as a recruit, but wants to really build a relationship personally with him as well, which is just a great thing to see um, with Kirk Campbell really hitting the ground running uh, on the recruiting trail uh, going into his first season as quarterbacks coach for Michigan. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that as well, John. Yeah, I think it's a really positive uh, sign that he was on campus and then that they said that they're going to be on campus like several more times soon. So um, I think they're really intrigued in what Michigan has to offer. I think they're connecting really well with Kirk Campbell, um, all of those good things. And I think that uh, they see that Michigan is bringing in a lot of uh, studs, especially along the offensive line. I think getting a few uh, top receivers in the class would also help um, given that he's a quarterback and would have some, talented guys to throw to but I think just having the number one class um in the country gives a lot of weight to Michigan as well because you know top players always want to play with other top players so um I just think that Michigan can keep this going for a while uh they'll have a really good shot in the end I think they can pitch um some immediate playing time for him or at least at the very least a competition um with Jaden Davis and whoever's on the roster at that point as soon as he steps on campus and you can uh, look at last year and say that we we play the best guy no matter what. Um, you know, J.J. McCarthy came in behind Cade McNamara. You know, McNamara just led the team to a Big Ten title and playoff appearance, and McCarthy showed that he was better and won the job from him. So there's no job set in stone, and I think Underwood is really going to appreciate that um, as a guy that probably wants to play early. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I would definitely assume he wants to play early. I'm sure Jaden Davis wants to play early. I'm sure all these guys want to play early, but the fact is only one of them can. And uh, I don't think Bryce Underwood or Jaden Davis would be afraid of each other, afraid of competition if Bryce Underwood did commit to Michigan. And I, I think if if it were a detriment to Underwood, he wouldn't be making all these visits and he wouldn't be taking Michigan as seriously in this recruitment. Uh, if if that were a big deal to him. Now, that doesn't mean that uh, it's a lock that he's going to commit to Michigan. By no means is that true. It, really long way to go. And he's taken a good look at some of the SEC schools as well. It really seems like LSU has resonated with him and his family. And I, I just assume that he's going to continue to make visits up until probably a, a whole calendar year from now, probably sometime next year is when he would want to commit. Uh, we'll see if things get shut down earlier or how, how long it goes, but by no means is this going to uh, come to an end anytime soon. It doesn't appear that way at least. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly a good thing that uh, Campbell has prioritized him, that he's able to get him back on campus so many times. And, uh, it, it's just really good, uh, you know, for the program as well, really good to see that they're able to stay in these elite recruitments for these elite prospects, uh, in, uh, it, it, just in general, cause it, it just seemed like for so long that, uh, especially at some certain positions, quarterback being one of them, they never really had a stud prospect until McCarthy. Now you got Jaden Davis locked in. You're going after George McIntyre. You're going after Underwood. You're going after some of these other guys on the recruiting trail that you have a legitimate shot at getting to commit. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's what happens when you beat Ohio state twice in a row what happens when you win the Big Ten Championship two years in a row and uh, making it to the college football playoff two years in a row as well. That certainly helps your chances with these big-time targets as well. John, any other final thoughts from you when it comes to QB recruiting in 25? Because there's certainly a lot of things going on and uh, a, a lot of dominoes left to fall, but any other final thoughts from you pertaining to any of this going on? Uh, I just think that the... They may not stack like a five-star after a five-star, um, which is tough to do, but I think at the very least they're going to get a solid four-star like Ryan Montgomery or Stone Saunders or someone. I don't think it'll be like that flyer-type guy like a Kendrick Bell or uh, Jaden Denegal or something like that. I think it's going to be a, a pretty legitimate uh, QB prospect that has a higher ceiling than most. It's a really good point, too, because when you look at it, I mean, Caden McNamara, he was – a solid four-star guy wasn't like an elite talent by any means, but led Michigan to their first big 10 championship and forever beat Ohio state really changed the program. So yeah, I mean, you'd certainly don't need five-star guys every single uh, cycle by any means, because uh, odds are one of them will transfer out and will never play at your program anyways. So yeah, I mean, a solid four-star guy, whether it is stone Saunders, Ryan Montgomery, someone else, um, you know, those would all be welcome additions to the 25 class as well, as long as they're guys like Jane Davis who have the right attitude, are talented, and uh, are able to kind of lead the charge in the recruiting class and, and recruit their peers well as well. So, yeah, that's all the time we got for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Follow John at Simmons underscore John. And uh, we're still pumping out recruiting content all the time on Maze and Brew, so go check all of that out as well and uh, follow fans for sports network on twitter at fans first sn we would certainly appreciate that as well 
For John Simmons, I'm Vaughn Lozon. We will be back next time on Future Blue.